podcast ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Hello, main characters, and thank you for joining us for an episode. Today, we are discussing chapters 31 through 45 of A Court of Wings and Ruin, and I'm going to have the first seven chapters, and Paige has the last seven chapters, just to shake it up, keep you guessing who's speaking, Mal, and then Paige. <laughs> I think they can <laughs> definitely not a lot of guessing. Part. Ariel in between. Yay. All right, let's get started. Chapter 31, we are fighting the King's Ravens, that who predicted Elaine did. Yeah, she did. Um, she's like, I'm about to take them to that thing at the bottom, Farah's. And Farah's like, Nesta, you better run. Um, Elaine is a seer, no doubt. That was my note. Uh, we learned that later on as well. So she's going down the spiral, like all the way down, taking the ravens as they chase her and Nesta in, in the library. And then she finds it, finds that thing that's down there, and she offers it a bargain. Of course, this bitch <laughs> loves her bargain. She loves to make some deals, even though she's been told multiple times, "Do not make deals unless your life depends on it." Which you know, to be fair, she multiple times deals. her life has depended on it. True. Um, she's made two, three. This is three. Yeah. That's too many. For them to say, don't make a deal, the first thing she does when she walks under the mountain is make a deal. Then she makes another one. And now she's on her third. Well, to be fair, they she has a good track record with them. Fool me once, blame on me. Fool me twice. I don't know the saying. Fool me three times. You're fucking stupid, Farah. She wins every time. So far. And her... Okay, keep going. Okay. Wow. You know your girl loves some bargains. And I'm not talking about some good percentage offs. You know, I'm talking <laughs> like life threatening. So, Eric, you haven't listened to any of this. Yeah, so this is my first time on this whole podcast <laughs> that I have not read. So, I'm going to be live reacting. So, the thing at the bottom then says. What is the thing, though? We don't What's know. The reason, yeah. Ooh, should we make guesses? Go ahead. I can't. It's another Alaskan bullworm. <laughs> So it's just described as being all around her, basically. Yeah, like being Ooh, all and nothing at okay. once. But she doesn't, she's not looking at it, and then everyone tells you don't look at it. Yeah. So. This is the thing that freaked Cassian out yeah. at the bottom don't of the library. look at it. What is another mythical being that you can't look at? Uh, the angels so. in Doctor Who. Mm, okay. Actually, let's say don't close your eyes. Whatever. I don't know. I picture dragon for some reason. I don't uh, know where dragon yeah, came from. Like a, Maybe because library, like living in the dungeon of a library or I something. I don't think that's cute, but I don't think Cassian would be scared of a dragon. I imagine some something that's like oh, that's like fair. a like a flying whale. <laughs> <laughs> Is that scary? <laughs> like like it's just like like almost ghost form but not but was it it was it its form that scared cassian or was it like it killing people that scared him i don't know okay. it didn't kill him so, so. you know the Continue. bog oh. in the first book yeah it gives it sounds bog like vibes that. but worse but worse yeah i didn't find the bog that scary the i could black hole that bog. Bitch. 
Anyway. <laughs> How you gonna face a faceless bitch? <laughs> exactly. If you, you can't punch face the fog. Me, <laughs> you can't face me. You're the one that's scared. Mm. Come on, don't be a little bitch, you bog. That's when it can get you is when you face it. <laughs> Whatever. You literally don't want to face it. No, I I want it to face me. Mm. It should be scared of me. Um. Anyway, so, you know, your girl loves some bargains. And then the thing is just like, I just don't want to be alone. <laughs> Visit me. Speak with me. And she's like, okay. And then it destroys the Ravens. And then Cassian's there with Reese, finally, because they find out, we find out how they learned later on. Um, and then Cassian and Reese take Feyre and Nesta up. And Cassian's, like, freaking out because... Nesta's like scared and then the screaming continues and Cassian's just like don't look keep your eyes shut don't look <laughs> and that's how chapter 31 ends so was it a don't look because it's so gruesome or yeah. was it a don't look don't look at the beast I think it's because it's so gruesome yeah Okay. Chapter 32, it's time to drink because that was horrific <laughs> um, Feyre's like how did they get into my court and Reese shows up and he's covered in blood because he went back to that thing to permanently mark it because in his court, if you remember, they mark things up for the bargains that they make. That's like his thing. And, and he's not happy. The thing left the ravens, as they're referred to, they're twins. He, the thing left them alive for Reese to um, look through their minds. And then after he found out the information he needed, allowed it to finish them and did he help kill them too i i didn't really understand that part did reese yeah i think he says that the thing left them alive enough for him to go into their heads and then finish the job yeah basically are the ravens people shapeshift into ravens or are they just ravens no they're they're like individuals they're just referred to as the ravens because it's like ones they look like ravens so they're raven like yeah okay so then it finished them back off and they're like Nesta, what did you take from that cauldron? Because during this moment that those things, those ravens, those twins show up, it's like, we're here for her. She's the one we need. She took something from the cauldron, and now the cauldron's broken. Like, oh, Nesta broke the cauldron? Yeah. She took something from it, something important from it. Um, <laughs> And she's like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> now, now, how did Hybern get in again? A spell, apparently. Um, able to be wielded only once. How convenient. They're putting them... <laughs> okay, Sarah. Right. And now they are working on putting the wards back together because that's what the spell broke is the wards. Right. Okay. Um, Reese is not happy that those things attacked Feyre. Like, he's not upset that she made a bargain. He's not happy that those things came and tried to kill Feyre. And that... Well, he's also not happy that she made a bargain. Yeah, because he's like, what did you promise it? What does it want? <laughs> and she's what like, did you say? calm down, bruh. Yeah. It just wants to be visited. And Nesta is wanted by the king, by the way. And Reese reveals that he found out about the attack from Clotho. And they have, like, some method of communicating with a spell, like, bell. That's what I imagine it. Like, she pulls a bell and it notifies them. Yeah. But or, like, Cassian, a button, Yeah. You know? And Cassian got there first, so he was able to notify Reese from there. Um, and Reese sends Cassian's thoughts to Feyre from during this time because 
Reese had gotten it from Cassian, and then sure. Reese shared it to Ness. To, not Ness, to Beira. There's so many names going on here. Um, then he's like, I know the perfect punishment. If you guys ever act up, I'm going to send you guys down there to visit that thing. And Cassian's like, haha, I'd rather clean toilets. <laughs> <laughs> then Reese says that everyone needs to stay off the streets tonight because Amran will be on the hunt. The hunt for like any other hibern beasts that managed to get in. Um, Elaine is all buddied up with Moore and Lucian is there watching the world outside, like being like, who's coming for my mate? Like, no one, bro, come down. <laughs> and Asriel comes down and Reese is like, the priestesses will remain quiet for now and the people don't know why Amran is hunting. And we can't let the other High Lords know because it will then make them anxious. Like, oh no, the, the Night Court's vulnerable. But like, honestly... They've been vulnerable before. They've been attacked before. But Reese is like, but this is the first time we've been surprised. Like, mm. they weren't really, they, they knew something might happen with Valaris. Right. They weren't really surprised. They just broke a 5,000-year-old secret. This is the first time that they managed to sneak into the night court. Moira's like, bro, we can't do this alone. <laughs> and Elaine is, Elaine goes, she's coming, the queen. And they're like, the fuck are you talking about, you idiot? <laughs> you need you need help and then she's like the one who was cursed by the cauldron the one with feathers of flame Azrael is so interested in our girl elaine guys he's like ah. oh feathers and the flame is yeah the yes okay. and i want them together to be each not the feathers and the flame and the firebird i want Azrael <laughs> and elaine to be together and then he's like omg of course guys the cauldron made this girl a seer Fucking duh. That's how chapter 33 starts. Fucking duh. That's what I started to say earlier. Is like, Asriel knew. Asriel. He was the only one. I'm a shadow singer. Lucian's like, oh my god, I'm so in love with Elaine. Anyway, she's like, the sixth queen that they said not to trust. The other queens had said, Mm -hmm. don't trust the sixth queen. She wasn't sick. And they're like, what curse? And Elaine's like, oh, guys, of course. Why didn't you just ask? <laughs> uh, so she's spilling all the details. She's like, well, one, f- she's one form by day and a bird of flames by night. And then, like, she's human at some point. And she's held captive by some sorcerer lord thing. Um, and she's at some kind of lake. That's where he keeps all of the hu- all of the women. Elaine. All the women are on a lake? (laughs) Why have you been sitting on this information? What the fuck is wrong with you, Elaine? And she she says that she was sold out by the other queens. Um, Lucian is like, I'll go there and I'll find her. Because they need to find her for some reason. Because they're like, she said she's going to come. Oh, we need her, obviously. Where did you get that? Where did you get that it was important for her to be here? I don't know. She just seems random. I think just because she obviously knew something. Like, there's a reason. Oh, they're like, I'm not going to be surprised this time. Because she warned them before about those ravens, the, the twins coming in. Um, and they didn't listen. They're like, oh, she needs help. <laughs> no, she needed to be listened. Which I love. Feyre thinks that to herself. Like, as her and Nestor are running away from the ravens. She's like, oh my god, Elaine said something about ravens. She saw this coming. And then forgets until Asriel's like, oh yeah, she's a seer. And Nestor's like, oh my god, she saw the ravens Well, coming. here's the thing also. Feyre is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Period. But also... After Asriel goes, we talked about this earlier at work. As Asriel goes, oh my god, guys, she's a seer. Fira goes, oh my god, Nesta, 
what if you took something from it, but like it gave something to Elaine? You're not just about to take the fucking credit, Vera. We know Asriel <laughs> just said it before you did. Don't act smart. You didn't see it. You didn't see it. Elaine did. <laughs> but you didn't. Like, mm-hmm. you should have seen it, you fucking idiot. Anyway. So Lucian's like, I'll go. He's like, I got a mad eye moody thing going on with my eye. He can see things that others can't. And maybe <laughs> he can see her too. <laughs> That's why they're mates. Oh my god. His eye can see. He His eye was taken from him and instead he was given someone with sight. Idiots. <gasps> That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Anyway. Um... But he's like, maybe it'll help me break her curse anyway. Like, it helps me see things that other people can't see. Maybe it'll show me how to break the curse. Anyway, I'll do it. And they're like, all right. It's okay if we lose you. You can go. <laughs> and Fira's like, oh, no. I wonder what it'll be like if Elaine loses her mate. Like, what will that do to her mentality? She doesn't Nothing. fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> it's just part two, baby. She already lost her. Beyonce. <laughs> baby, she already got Azriel lined up. Okay. Also, though, is this the part where he leaves to go on this mission? Yeah. Well, no, not yet. No, okay. Um, then Reese and Feyre go to their rooms, and Reese is being all moody, and he's like, what's the point of all this power if I cannot protect my city or my mate? And Hybern took that sanctuary that I had made for those priestesses, so fuck Hybern. And then she gives him counsel in more ways than one. Oh, this. So when we talked about um, the safe place that he created for the priestesses that we talked about last episode, Mm -hmm. I asked if it was him that created it. Because here he says not only was it a safe place for them, but for him and more as well. Because, like, he's a survivor of sexual abuse now, too, after Amarantha. That it's interesting to think about him creating this safe place before that happened. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it was important to him to create a safe place for all of these priestesses that had suffered through this. And then he still offered himself as Amarantha's whore, basically. Like, yeah. even though that obviously meant something to him, that it was important. Like, I just think it, it, it amplifies his sacrifice even more, if that makes sense. And that's the end of chapter 33. Chapter 34, Amran did not find any other spies when she was out on her hunt. The High Lord's meeting is now in one week, and Nesta is still like, nope. So now they're sending Lucian away. Elaine is there and just watching. And the second that Lucian leaves, so does Elaine. She just goes back upstairs. But she starts to walk towards him. So, like, Lucian looks at her. They make, like, eye contact or whatever. I I don't think he's waiting for her to say something. She doesn't say anything. He turns around and then they, like, winnow out of the room. But after he turns around, she, like, takes a step to go towards him. Like, she was going to ask him to stay or say something to him or whatever. But he's already gone. And then she just turns around and walks away. That's why I want them together, but also Azrael. (laughs) I guess I don't have a reason to want them together yet. Mm. I guess I don't have a reason to not want them together yet. They just seem like an odd pair. Yeah, it's neutral for me. Well, Amran and Nesta are like besties for the resties. And she's like, Amran thinks I'm getting close enough to being something better. And then Reese asks how Elaine is. And Nesta is like, you a bitch. And then Reese is like, um, okay. <laughs> That's how the interaction went in my head. And then Amarin comes in and she's like... Why? Why does Nesta tell him he's a bitch? Because she just doesn't like him for asking about Elaine. She's like, stop worrying about my sister. Don't do not do that. You a fucking bitch. How much are you reading in between the lines here? Not. Okay. I mean, okay. she doesn't call him a bitch, but she's, she's just like, rude. She's yeah, just she's a, being yeah. rude to him. And he's like, um, okay. Because he says something nice. Like, he's trying to be nicer. And she's like, 
fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Um, because he saw how she reacted with Lucian. Even. Um, and then Amran comes in and she is angry. Hibern has attacked the Summer Court. And that is how chapter 34 ends. No! Yes. Not the Summer Court! Chapter 35. Oh, Amran is not happy. Cassian is like, did they ask for aid? And she's like, I don't know, I just got the message. Half of them are in Adriata and the other ones are around them to protect them from the Spring Court because they know that's where Hybern is. And they don't have much help because of that. Their, their court is just like... It, all over right now Ooh, time to repair some relations you know who else is in the spring court alice um not that you care summer court she's in the summer i mean court yeah now. i'm in the summer court and it's being attacked right now it's <laughs> not that i care <laughs> yeah because you don't like alice i'm, I'm mid on alice she's back in she first end of first book she was being weird you know this is the only time that she's mentioned again in this book at least in this book. alice <laughs> she's mentioned here even? yeah she's mentioned she's just like oh my god alice is in the summer court now oh alice and her boys yeah Yeah. okay what are you gonna do about it fucking nothing okay anyway so <laughs> <laughs> she goes and does something i about mean she it. does but not because of alice um anyway so we learned that varian prince varian sent the message to amran and um, Feyre is like, we cannot let Tarquin fight this alone. So let's go now. So they go to the war camp first and they are like ready. The, the Lyrians are ready for some bloodshed. Nesta is like, what do you even know about war more? And she's like, I know enough. And um, I thought she asked that to Feyre. She asked that about more. Hmm. Two more. And basically, I found this kind of a sweet moment for Nesta because she's concerned about Feyre and like knowing that she's well protected enough. But more is like, seriously, we can handle this. Like, don't worry. And they go, and it's already bloody up in the summer court. No one else has come to help them. Reese is slaughtering them. More is like, I forgot how terrible war is, and I wish that it had remained forgotten. And then she's ordered to go to the castle with more. It's time to do some killing. Um, they've trapped the lesser fae far below in the castle with no aid. Not the summer court, but Highburn. There's 50 of them, apparently, and Farah's like, fuck that, we're protecting everyone. So she's like, I think I can do the killing part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's big. Okay. Chapter 36. This is how it goes. Fight, fight. Kill, kill. <laughs> Accurate. Um, Farah and Moore are slicing names and taking throats. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. <laughs> Moore is like, whoa, you a killer. And then they clear the palace to its lowest levels. And then she's like, Reese, but like she can't see him or hear him. He's made his shields like so built. Um, but actually there's like some magic that Hybern has done to kind of drain their their own magic. And then finally she can see him through his own eyes. Reese is like misting some of them, but like also fighting with a sword. It's like he doesn't have all the power that he usually has, which is why they're not just gone. Yeah. Um, because he's he's limited. Because of the Feybane. Yes. Also though, they're in the middle of a battle. And Farah thinks now is a good time to just check out of her own body to go exist in yeah. Reese's mind. Well, to be fair, they already cleared out the castle. She's at the bottom. She's not going out there. Because she's a bitch. Anyway. Um, <laughs> then he uh, he senses someone. So Reese is... We're in Reese's head, kind of. 
Um, and then he senses someone. It's the King of Hybern, and he steps from below the decks of a ship and smiles at Reese. And that's how chapter 36 ends. Chapter 37, Reese is like, boy, do I want to kill him. The king is just like, haha, I have people fighting my battles. And then he's like, I should take him alive so that we can question him. But there is like, just kill him so that we can end this. But Reese is like, nah, let me do this alone. Reese is biding his time with the king and Pharaoh is just begging him to go ahead and kill him. But Reese is just like, we have to search the ship to search him for the source of the spell that binds our powers at the moment. And the king is just talking away. He don't care. The king is like, it's going to take everything to stop me this time in this war and reese is like i doubt you'll be much to handle because i mean amarantha wasn't much for pharah um the other the adder weren't much for pharah and that was like your biggest source so i don't think you're gonna actually be that much to handle you know and then hybern says perhaps i'll give her to tamlin when i'm done <laughs> you fucking bitch and reese does not like that reese is angry that the king just said this to him and then the king is like, don't worry, this spell will wear off eventually. But everyone in this new world that you envisioned, Greece, had a seat at the table except for us loyalists. Like, that's kind of like the source of this whole thing. It's just like, this new world they built after the war with Prithian and the humans, everyone was welcomed. You know, they wanted everyone to be equals except for those who still wanted to keep human as slaves. Like, it's like, well, yeah. Obvi. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but, like, at the same time, he's wanting to be, like, a part of the conversations. He's wanting to, you know, be considered equals. And they're not viewing them as that. They're like, fuck you. And he's like, my people have suffered for decades with no help. So it's time that we put ourselves back on the map. Oh, he was like, we were left to rot. And then Reese throws a javelin. Where the fuck did you get that, Reese? Um, oh, a javelin of power. <laughs> there we go. It's <laughs> a track and field javelin. It's awesome. The funniest part is I was just about to call you out. Like, I don't <laughs> think he does. Reese throws a javelin of power at the king, only for it to ripple through him. Of course the king of Hybern wouldn't actually show up for a battle. And then there's the oily sheen that was over Reese's powers. It vanished when the king also vanished. And Reese turns all of those soldiers that were on that boat into red mist, aka blood. Mm. That's how chapter 37 ends. Lovely. Chapter 38. Moore is leading Farah away from the castle, and Farah is vomiting at all the bloodshed and gross, you know? And she tells Moore what she saw through Reese's eyes, and Moore's like, shit. This is and then Farah thinks this is going to take years years and she knows that war will be lingering in her head for years after the the years after it ends too um because she's like yeah i originally thought i could kill like I, i've done it before but i forgot that like i still think about that kid i murdered every night <laughs> like yeah and now it's like multiple so yeah. now she has multiple ghosts living mm -hmm. um, in her head Varian shows up and he's like, Tarquin's in the dining room and he's not happy. And Tarquin tells everyone to leave him and he's like, thank you, like to Farah. <laughs> but he's just so upset about what has just happened at his court. He's like, I thought you came to finish the job. I heard about Tamlin's court and how it collapsed from within. And I thought you had come for me too, to help Hybern. And she's like, I would never do that. Wait, this is... 
this is before Reese walks in the room, right? And it's just Farrah and Moore. Oh, and yeah. he's saying that's a Farrah. And, like, Moore jumps in to answer. And Tarkin's just like, I am talking to Farrah Archeron. And it's like, damn, Tarquin. Yeah, that's kind of a hot moment for Tarquin. For sure, for sure. Um, I loved it. Because he's so upset. Like, he's so heartbroken by the fact that they all portrayed him right. last time they were there. And he thought they were friends. Yeah. And he liked her. He's a new High Lord. And then for his whole court to just be slaughtered. Yeah. He thought that Feyre had come to finish him off. It's to so take sad. his court, That's too. so sad. And she's like, I would never. Our dreams are the same to unite all fairies. And he's like, oh, is that how you justified stealing from me? And Reese shows up. Reese walks up, yeah. And he's like, yup, she's my mate. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. And Tarquin is like, this is your fault, by the way. Like, all of this is your fault. And Reese is like, we did not do this. This was all Hybern's doing. What we do off to the side, it was not for Hybern. What we did it was trying to was, prevent this. Yes. He's like, this was all to prevent the war from even happening. Prevent from this from even happening. Right. Um, But they failed at that. <laughs> like, also, that was their whole intention. Like, and this is the moment where was like, damn, I should have just asked for it. <laughs> like, I should have just asked for the book like I had wanted to. And then Tarquin is like, do you plan on stealing anything else from me? And she just says, tend to your wounded Tarquin. And he's like, do not boss me around. And then she tells him that they are at his disposal. Like, she's like, you know what? I'm not going to fight this battle. <laughs> We're at your disposal. And Reese is like, listen, I tried to stop it before it happened. It's why we took the book. And Tarquin is like, leave. And make sure you tell your mate that she cannot give High Lord's orders. And Reese goes, she is High Lady of the Night Court. She can do as she wishes. Love it. And then Tarquin is like, you do love to spit on tradition. And then they leave. That's the end of chapter 38. I think they're going to end up in a good place. Her and Tarquin? <laughs> like, they're going to all be friends. Oh. Pretty soon. I think the whole interaction makes me so sad for, like, everyone involved. Like, I'm oh, yeah. sad for Tarquin because of his feelings, but then I'm even more sad for Reese because it's, like, he wants to defend himself to Tarquin. He wants to be able to say that's not what we meant and explain himself, but he can't because he puts up this facade of being the evil High Lord of the Night Court that he can't just let everything crumble right now. Right. Yeah. And it's the cost of that, but it's also the cost of... Oh, when you don't tell someone your plans. Oh, yeah. It's the cost of not telling someone your plans. Yeah. It's like, it's betraying them, basically. It's like, yeah. Do we think, I think if they would have asked him for the book and explained all of this, he would have given it to them. I think so. I think they could have been allies this whole time. Yeah. Probably. I think this was just like, so. Misstep. Well, Reese never planned on taking down that facade. Mm -mm. So he was like, I I can't do that. I can't do that right now. Like, so if I if I tell Tarquin, if we if we tell Tarquin our whole plan, that ruins the facade. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still a new High Lord. He could still eventually turn for like power. You know, like he he could do all that shit. He I don't think he would, but he's a new High Lord. He's someone who they don't really know well. They have the same vision. His vision is great. It's wonderful, but it can also be reaching. Like it's like it's so out of tradition for him to want all fairies to be equal that it's like 
And then remember in the last book, too, though, when they're at the summer court, Reese tells Feyre, like, Tarquin's someone he could see himself being friends with if mm-hmm. he let himself have friends and have those honest yeah. moments. But he can't, or he doesn't. So yeah. it's, like, it's it's kind of a sad moment. I felt very upset at this point because Tarquin really wanted to be friends, too. Like, he wanted someone he could trust. He wanted, he thought he found that in Feyre, at least. Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not Reese, but, like, Feyre he considered a friend. Yeah, possibly more. But also, like, let's talk about this real quick. Because Tarquin's comment here, you do like to spit on tradition. But so do you. Why is Feyre a high lady? I don't know. For shits and giggles, just because Rhysand was like, you know what, this my mate, this my ride or die. Why yeah. the heck not? I think he just thinks of them as equally matched. Yeah. So if he's high lord, then equally matched, it means high lady. Yeah, yeah for sure. I like the concept. I think it's weird. But I also like the concept of it because it's, like, something else to throw out there. But it's just, it's one of those things, like, like thinking of, I guess, traditions, quote-unquote traditions in our society. But like, when she had the conversation with Tamlin about high ladies, he was like, there's no such thing as a high lady. But it was as simple as, it's just a tradition for there not to be. That's it? That's all you're saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it, it, it. I think it's also the start of something new, Feels so right to be here yeah, with you. you. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's the start of something that's different. Um, so, before this, there's been, in the history of Prithian, the 5,000 plus years that Prithian has existed, there have been no high ladies. For Reese to say, I'm starting this tradition, I think is a big step. Like, it, it says a lot about who yeah. Reese is. And for him to be like, High ladies are a thing now. <laughs> yeah. Suck it. But it's really so the whole act that was really just like a tick, like another tally in the the Reese wins. Yeah. Scoreboard, I, I you think know? it's like a play that he uses. So that she can say things and can order them around and do as she wishes. Because if not, he would have to put her in her place. And that's not something Reese is for. But is it only because of her trauma with Tamlin that he knows how badly she needs to be treated like a partner, like she has a say, that he's like, you know what, this is how we're going to do this? I don't think so. Like, if that wouldn't have been their background, do you think? I think he still would have done it. Yeah. Because I just think Reese would be like, oh, fuck that. I'm not about to. I just think, yeah. It's just Reese. He doesn't like the whole idea of mating either. He'd rather someone be his match, be his equal. And I think that's, like Ariel was saying, is a, a good reason why he was like, if we're equals, we're equals in this. Like, I want you to have just as much say as I do. This is our court. Period. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Enough> said. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 39. So somewhere in the end of chapter 38, in the beginning of this chapter, Feyre falls asleep. I don't know exactly which <laughs> chapter it was. <laughs> At some point, she takes a sleep. <laughs> but all I started with was Feyre wakes up. And her and Reese are kind of just sitting, talking, and catching up after the battle is over. Ferris says that they can't handle the brunt of this war on their own, and they'll need allies. She suggests moving up the High Lord meeting, and Reese agrees. She also suggests that they show them the Court of Dreams, stop wearing the masks of the Night Court, stop wearing the mask that the Night Court has been wearing for centuries, and show them the real, good, genuine people. Reese agrees again. Ugh. So this is, earlier. like, the whole issue we just talked about, about him needing to play the bad guy still for Tarquin. Fair's like, yeah, but what if we don't? What if we didn't? What if we show them who we really are? So that becomes the next part of their plan. I like it. 
And then they talk more about Miriam and Draken and, and some more stuff about how no one can find them. And I honestly don't know what's important with these people anymore. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about them. <laughs> like, yeah, what about it? Why do we need a Like, they're lost, but what do we need to know about them? What don't we need to know about them? Even later on, I was like, okay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's like, um, because. Um, they're not a game changer. Reese is like, I keep trying to, like, look for them. We keep sending people out. Their continent's empty. No one knows blah, where they blah, are. Blah, blah, blah. And Farrah's like, you don't have a way to get in touch with your friends. And he's like, no, I guess we should have established that. Like, we should have had a better a way to find postal system? <laughs> um, and then, oh, this part. So I have, and then they get frisky in this tent. In the center of this Again? war unit. Wait, in the center of this war unit. And, like, I'm kind of creeped. I'm not going to lie. Because Farrah literally says, his growls of pleasure filled the tent, drowning out the distant cries of the injured and dying. Ew. And, like, that's a little fucked up. Doesn't that turn you on? <laughs> like, how can you get it on? Not to mention, like, Cassian and Azriel are taking care of that. Cassian and Azriel are taking care of like the fallen Illyrians that are like all bleeding out and damaged, and then they wake uh, the the next morning. Fair's like, yeah, some more passed in the night, like literally while they're those horny bastards yeah. just can't hold it in for one night. Anyways, I think that's the first smutty scene. As much as we're like, oh, I'm tired of recent fair. This is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Come on, get it together. Get it together. <laughs> get it not together. Leave it apart. You two need to sleep in different tents. Um, they get back to the townhouse and find Nesta pacing the floor. She asks, where is he? Meaning Cassian. And she cares. She <laughs> wonders where Cassian is. Um, but then Moore gets weird and gives Nesta a look and is just like, he's busy. And this is honestly so effed up to me. Like, maybe she's protecting him because they're just friends. They've been friends for centuries. But, like, she's, why? Why do you care if Nesta's interested I in I think Cassian? it's because she sees him as a friend, like, a really like a brother almost and like but she's scared of nesta and nesta's not nice, <laughs> not nice. she also hasn't done anything bad against but she also though. doesn't know what nesta is yeah and the power she holds i don't think she would think Nesta's dangerous i don't think more would be scared of nesta if her and amran are best friends more is not scared of amran is she i don't know i don't think any of them scared of each they're scared other. of what she is yeah. And what she could do if she's angry. Anyways, it's Nesta's just... Nesta's always angry. It's a whole dynamic to me that just doesn't make sense. Like, it seems kind of childish the way they have this weird... She's like, yeah, we fucked once. Right. I fucked him only to not be sold into marriage, but whatever. I have this weird protection. He can never date anyone else. Weirdo. Um, she gonna do the same thing for Asriel, who she's never fucked? Yeah, and then Farah also gets pissy about it because Moore's being rude to her sister. So there's just a lot of drama going on at this point. Not really, though. That's me being dramatic. Like, Farrah makes a comment. That's you writing fan fiction? Yeah, that's me <laughs> reading between the lines. Welcome. <laughs> that's what that meant. So I said, also, though, Nesta's in the wrong here. Like, Moore does kind of have a reason to be protective. Because Amran tries to reassure Nesta, like, that Cassian's, Cassian's capable, he's okay, he'll be back. And Nesta's just like, I don't care. And still kind of playing like the asshole she doesn't care. And I think that's what Moore's protecting Cassian from. I also think she's still living in this world of, like humans in her head like everyone's very killable yeah yeah so she's worried about him but 
I think I think she tries to play this tough guy who's like oh, right, and her cool. indifference towards the situation is I think what Moore is trying to protect Cassian from is I it's because like point, yeah. you can't tell what Nesta wants, you know? It's like, do you want to be with him? Are you just fucking around? Do you not like? Why do you have this cold shoulder kind of thing? So then it starts to make a little bit more sense. And then chapter 40, they go back to the bone carver to ask him to ask for anything other than the mirror because Farrah is scared to look in it now since apparently it breaks everyone who dares to look in it. But isn't she apparently already broken? Oh, no, she, she said it together. multiple times. She said it multiple times. She's been there before. She's scared to go back. Girly pop. She's healed. Bibbity bobbity flippity floppity. Get down there and get oh that fucking God. mirror. <laughs> Stop interrupting. I just want to get to the High Lord. Oh, okay, okay. My bad, my bad. <laughs> the bone carver says there's nothing else that he wants. Um, Farrah and Reese have a cute moment where he realizes that Farrah sees the bone carver as their son. And then, like, as they're leaving and walking out together, he just whispers down the bond. And he's like, so what does he look like? And I thought that was kind of cute. Uh, how about you mesh the genetics together yourself, smarty? <laughs> this is why I can't do the summer. <laughs> needs to download one of those like face apps that like, puts them together. Yeah. We can't even figure out the mailing system in this world, and you think they have apps or the toilet system? <laughs> we figured out the plumbing. <laughs> um, we get it. I think it goes the opposite direction. When they get back to the townhouse, Elaine is making bread, and Fair is all happy because she's doing something and not moping around anymore. Um. I think knowing, like, Elaine knowing what she is, when they're like, oh, my God, you're a seer, it's kind of lifted a weight off of her shoulder that she's like, like, I'm not just a weird freak anymore. That's what's happening. That's what this is. Has her wedding date passed yet? Yes. Like, that's got to be coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, like, coming on. Okay. She she got really depressed at some point earlier mm-hmm. on, and that was, like, the day of her wedding, and that's why Nesta at one point was like, she Don't also does say that. So um, I think we skipped over that. But when Azriel is like, she's a seer or a seer is what she is or however he says it. Like Elaine literally just kind of like stops, pauses and fair says in the most normal voice they've heard her use yet. She's like, that's what this is. Like, it's like a light bulb clicks, And she's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of making sense of herself. All right. So good things are happening with Elaine. She's getting better. Um, her, Farah and Reese walk away and is all happy and giddy because Elaine's getting better. And Reese tells her that that's how he felt when he saw her smile for the first time when they were at dinner. Aww. Aww. Now you're such a hater. Aaron says Nesta's getting close to figuring out her skills to help patch the wall. Also, Nesta's worrying about casting is becoming more apparent, but Farah says that she isn't going to say anything to appease Nesta's worrying because Nesta can't even ask. Does that make sense? Fair enough. Yeah. Nesta's got to communicate. What yeah. is Nesta? So, like, she's obviously worried about Cassian, but Fair literally thinks to herself, well, she's not asking about Cassian, so I'm not going to volunteer the information. Also, you just asked this question now. <laughs> what is Nesta? Who <laughs> is Nesta? I kind of don't care. <laughs> I know they're all trying to figure it out, but, like... No, it's just, it whatever. bothers me because it's, like, it's never revisited. It's not? It's got to be. What do you mean, who is Nesta? Like, What? Oh, I don't... The, I think that's going to be part of the fifth again. book. Oh. Right now, their only working theory is that she's some kind of death god. Fingers crossed. She killed... <laughs> Thomas is like, what have I missed? You missed a lot, Thomas. <laughs> that was the end of chapter 40. Getting into chapter 41. It's decided that the High Lord's meeting will be held at the Dawn Court. So everyone's getting ready to leave. Reese and Fair are all dressed up, looking at that act of High Lord, High Lady of the Night Court. 
Um, they're both wearing crowns, which is made out to be some huge deal, but like whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> Reese brings Pharaoh. This is all explained in a flashback, by the way. Like you don't even see this moment, which Mal, since you're writing a book, I hate this style of writing. Just show us the moment in real time versus a flashback. Whenever. Oh yeah, no, I hate flashbacks. Okay. The only time I find them necessary are if it's like way years back. ago. Like we're yeah. not we're not gonna get there. Or maybe do that in a preface. Fuck. But that. I think so this happened last night. So like they're all dressed up, getting ready to lead, leave, and then Reese comes out with his crown on her on his head and Farah has this flashback to last night. So she he brings her to the secret room in the House of Wind kind of thing, where it's like all of the um who are they well, like high lords and their ladies? What would you their call Reese's lineage? Mates. You know? Roy like I want to say royalty, like the high court royalty or whatever, but that shit doesn't make any sense. Anyways, so all of Reese's family, like all of his old jewels, all of their old crowns, all of this kind of stuff. And it's like, here, pick any crown you want. And she says she picked the one that called to her, like the one she felt the most drawn to. Okay. But it's like a three-page long flashback of them going into Yeah, why not just write at a, a point? Or why not just make it three words? Like, oh, yeah, I picked a crown. That That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess I guess it's just another cute Reese Fair moment because he's like, what's mine is yours. You can have all okay, of it. Okay, but she could have done that in the want. moment. Don't She'd put it in. pick a specific one that had a specific family connection or something. No, not that no just of. whatever she felt the most drawn to. Even that, like it—they sh- don't tell us whose crown it was or what its history. Maybe, is maybe they do later on. Kinda I random. don't think so. Okay. Yeah, it seems like it. Would. I feel like maybe Sarah forgot about it. <laughs> um, That's the author. <laughs> so, anyways, that flashback is most of this chapter. I just don't think okay. we need every detail of it. No. Um, they're getting ready to leave, and then Nesta shows up and declares she's going with them. Every moment up until now, they're like, Nesta, are you going to come? Nesta, are you going to share your story? Nesta, are you going to help us get the High Lords to join our cause? No. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's like, I'm coming with you. Where are you guys going? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, why are you, you trying to leave without me? Idiot. She's getting clingy. So that's the last line of that chapter. And then chapter 42 starts with the conversation about what? So Nesta says she's tired of doing nothing and she's not going to be remembered as a coward. No one else is fighting for the humans. So she's going to. And then this, I kind of think is cute. Mal's probably going to have a smart-ass comment to say that. But Reese asks her to take Feyre's old position as emissary to the human world. Feyre's like, damn, I was not doing a good job. (laughs) I got fired. (laughs) She wasn't doing a good job. The queens told her no. Yeah, (laughs) That is fan fiction. (laughs) I'll write it. But it makes Nesta really happy. She's, like, got a smile on her face. She's like, yeah, of course I'll do it kind of thing. And, like, that's a cute moment between Reese and his sister-in-law. I like it. Yeah, we like it. I'm sure. waiting for you to disagree. <laughs> um, I don't hate it. I just, I like Nesta, you know. I bond with that girl. I feel like we're tied. And then Cassian and Nesta have a cute little moment because mm-hmm. she's like, oh good, you're alive. And he's like, did you care? And their whole dynamic is just weird and childish. Um, but the way Farrah describes it is Cassian's eyes did not leave Nesta's, nor did hers leave his. There was no warmth, no tenderness on either of their faces. Only that raging intensity, that blend of contempt and understanding and fire. Okay, they want to fuck. But also, like, there's no warmth or anything in the way they look at each other. Like, they're just blankly staring at each other. I think because neither of them have what feelings. No, no, neither of them have emotions. Like, they don't show them. I think they're disguising them. Yeah. 
They don't want to show everyone. They're both playing hard to get. Exactly. Childish. I love it. I hate it. Like, just fuck already, but they will. Yeah. It's book. They fucked the whole book. Also, though, back to the weird them and Moore dynamic. So Moore's the one that's going to winnow everyone out. And Cassian's talking to Nesta. And, like, as they're talking, Moore's, like, trying to grab Cassian's arm to winnow them out. And Cassian's, like, pulling away from Moore to talk to Nesta. (laughs) And it's just weird. I found that so cute. It's weird. Why? What's the... I don't know. Because he's just like, I want to chat. I think that's my problem with it is that it, it's childish. I love it. I love toxicity. <laughs> they I like all it. Leave. They arrive. <laughs> Thank you, Ariel. <laughs> they all arrive at the Dwan Court. Team Everyone's toxicity. <laughs> Everyone's admiring the palace. Uh, before they go into the meeting, Reese sends down the bond to Farah. You bow to no one. Love that. <laughs> comments. Agreed. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm going off of what you say. Ariel's going off of what I say. Hey. <laughs> what do you mean? I build off of what you say. Ariel builds off of what I say. Oh, so this is just a. And Thomas is just here. <laughs> Not this one just yet. But also disclaimer. So chapters 43 44 45 we meet a lot of new characters Uh you learn a lot of necessary information to the point of this book i am not going to summarize everything that is important to the rest of the story if i if i think of something and i think it might be important i'll bring it yeah jump in but i'm I'm just saying like it's very in-depth conversations so they walk into the, the meeting room so far um three of the courts are there the winter court the Dawn Court, because they're the ones hosting it. And who's the other one? <laughs> the Night Court. <laughs> no, there's another one other than them. Day Court. Yeah, because that's Helios, mm-hmm. right? Day yes. Court. Okay. Anyways, so everyone starts making introductions, and we see more acting very unmoor-like. Apparently her and the Winter Court's High Lords, Callius's wife and mate, Vivian, are old friends. So more in Vivian or friends, Vivian's mate is High Lord Callius of the Winter Court. But anyways, they walk in, they're like introducing themselves. Reese is like, this is Feyre. And Moore literally starts squealing with Vivian because they see each other and they run to each other and start hugging and embracing. And you're like, this is this is Moore that we just saw in battle at the Summer Court. It's fun. I like yes, it. Friends. Yeah. It was a cute moment. Anyways. Such a sorority girl. She um. is, and I dig it. <laughs> That's actually a really good like explanation for this moment. Um, Callius and Vivian apparently had a thing for each other long before they got together and figured out they were mates. They just got together after Under the Mountain happened, but they've been friends for centuries. Oh, what? This is new? Yeah, not that it's important, I guess, to our story, but like it's a cute moment for yeah, them in really their story. They don't love stories well, happening right now. Well, they didn't want to do anything beforehand because of it being under the mountain. Um, so yeah, they didn't want to like lock in and then. So everyone currently present finds out that Fair is High Lady um, of the Night Court, and then this little section of the chapter ends with. And then Vivian muttered to Callius, jabbing him in the ribs, why can't I be High Lady as well? And I think that's cute. Like, I think that their interactions are something we so desperately needed to see. Because all we get of Prithian High Lords is Farah's interactions with Tamlin and Reese. That I think I was sort of assuming that Reese was the significantly different one in his interactions and his mannerisms. 
and it's hinted at here that that's not the case. You know, like the Callius, only different one is Tamlin. Right. Callius and Vivian have a similar relationship where they can joke, they can put fun, they can play with each other. And when we meet Helios, too, it's the same thing where he's a little bit. Yeah. Tamlin's the only uptight asshole, basically. No, I'm barren. Well, uh, yeah. Bottom oh, court. well, he, oh, yeah. Bottom court. Who are they? Why do they matter? Harris. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because Summer Court dude's cool, too. So. Arquin, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, it's still them. They're waiting for everyone to show up. They're all having casual conversations at this point, waiting for everyone to arrive. Once Tarquin and Baron and his sons arrive, so it's Baron, Eris is with him, and mm-hmm. then two of Lucian's other brothers all come together. Um, the only person missing is Tamlin, but they assume he won't show up, so they all start the meeting. And then chapter 43 ends with Tamlin showing up. <laughs> Tamlin, who is apparently allies with Highburn, dares to show his face. Yeah. That blonde bitch. I have a lot of quotes for this next I summary. love this next chapter. <laughs> so bear with me, you guys. Um, so Tamlin looks at Farah. Well, no, he's staring at Farah, and he notices her ring, her tattoos, her crown, and he's staring at her with, like, such hatred. She says he hates her more than Amarantha hated her. But obviously he realizes, like, they really are mates. She was lying to him whenever she went home with him in the first place, all of these things. Um, Reese pauses what he was already discussing with everyone before Tamlin, because Tamlin just, like, winnows into the room. Like, it's not like him, like, it's not a pause. Tamlin just winnows there. So Reese pauses whatever he was saying, and he says, I'm not in the business of discussing our plans with enemies. And Tamlin comes back and says, no, you're just in the business of fucking them. What? Uh, yeah. Like, no reaction? I Gasp. love that. Gasp. <laughs> Ariel's thinking this through. She's like, what does this mean? Amarantha? Is, is he saying Pharaoh's also the enemy? Well, they were. Yeah. So, like, Reese and the Spring Court was, were enemies kind of thing. And then okay. he was fucking Pharaoh. And fucking Amarantha. Okay. So he's in the business of fucking yeah. enemies. Okay. I'm cutting this disappointment. That was just... I know. I was like, what would you just say? Okay, I'm going okay. straight to the <laughs> that last thing again, and then we'll all gasp. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Taylor shows up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the quote we were all supposed to gasp about. No, it, gets, I what you're it, shows up. it gets better. It gets better. Wait. Tamlin accuses Reese of starting the war and says, if you hadn't stolen my bride away in the night, Reesand, I would not have been forced to take such drastic measures to get her back. To which Fair responds, the sun was shining when I left you. And I honestly don't think our high lady could have come up with a more perfect response to that accusation because it clarifies that she wasn't stolen. She left. And also he's so dumb that she got away in broad daylight. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good comeback. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so disappointed I, okay, honestly, with the excitement. I am so this excited. Whole, no, these whole these whole interaction, like it, it was just like I was, I was so waiting for it, and then the fact that she's just like me too. Well, do you remember when we were reading it for the first time? I was like, oh my god, I need Tamlin to show up. I hope Tamlin's mm-hmm. there. I need Tamlin at this. Because it's meeting. like. 
the drama. The fact that he has the balls to say this. Like, he's he's actively trying to make Reese and Feyre look bad and untrustworthy at this meeting. Like, he's like, this is all because of him. Oh, and she says that, that he's doing this. Like, it absolutely, like, like discredits anything she has to say. Like, it just makes her look bad. But they keep going. So Tamlin keeps going on with his laws and his version of things and how things happen, which Feyre calls him out on. And she's like, you know, that's not how it happened. You know, that's not the truth. Um, and his only response, Tamlin's only response is to look at Reese and say, when you fuck her, have you ever noticed that little noise she makes right before she climaxes? Gross. What a fucking bitch. So I know the feminist in me is like, Oh, no, the fuck he didn't just but say also, that. But also, I love the drama that it's like. This is the first time I've ever been attracted that. to Tamlin. Yeah, fucking <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I think it's the degrading kink in me. But, like, if he said that to me and the guy I was currently fucking, I'd look at the guy. I'd look at Tamlin. I'm like, okay, we go into the supply closet. <laughs> You're not about to just Wait, a say threesome? that. <laughs> Is no, that no, what no. he said? No, no. I'm going to look at him. I'm going to be like, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. You want to hear that sound real quick? Let's go. Because, like, that was hot. That was hot. You got issues now. So- it's, a good, <laughs> it's a good comeback. I- it is. Like, because if I know, if I were in the room with my partner's ex and they said that, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. You fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> the fuck you doing? Like, you making the same sounds for everyone? Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I would sell my soul to read just this part of this book. Like, this chapter alone for the first time again. <laughs> she could have made that just up. All the stuff up to now, like, like yeah, it's all good. Like, all of these are, like, good. What the fuck did you just say mm-hmm. moments? But that one right there, I read and, like. Tell me Reese punches had him. Had to stop. So then it just gets better. Wait, wait. You didn't say what they promised before they left for this. What Reese made all of them promise. No fighting. (laughs) So they're all, they're leaving, they're leaving the night court. They're getting ready to leave. And they're all making bets. Like, oh, I bet a fight's going to break out within the first 45 minutes. Oh, I got this much money on the first 20 minutes and all this stuff. And Reese is just like, okay, as long as it's none of you guys doing the fighting, then you can poke fun at the other courts or whatever. So Tamlin says that, and then it's Asriel who says, his voice like cold death, be careful how you speak about my high lady. And look, I'm not an Asriel stan. Mal is. What do you mean you're not an Asriel stan? She's not into the mysterious guy. She's into like the the buff, like, rock-looking kids. Bro, Asriel is everything. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't. Cassian's Cassian's my bad boy. Um, We like Cassian, too. We like a lot of these people. We don't like Tamlin. (laughs) Maybe we like Tamlin. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it'd be a one-and-done kind of situation. In this moment, though, with Asriel, like, yes. Okay. Continue. Um... And then, to be honest, a lot happens in this conversation. It's a great scene, but I'll I'll stick to my personal. No one gets punched. No, they all just kind of like shut up after this. Um, Nesta tells Tamlin that if he wants someone to blame, then he should look in the mirror. He snarls at her. Then Cassian snarls at him, and says, "Watch it." (laughs) I love the protectiveness of our bad boys. Like just this entire scene, all of it, everything. 
Um, Tamlin starts spouting off again, and then Reese just takes his voice away, I guess. What? Yeah, so Tamlin's Tamlin's talking shit. He's smacking, and then, like, <laughs> like noise just stops coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Bro, can you stop eating? You know what? <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> this is the first instance that I don't mind making fun of, like, this the, the situation, because it's ridiculous. Tamlin's mouth is moving. No words are coming out, and that's what terrifies everyone in this room. All of the high lords and all of these super powerful people look at Reese and is like, "Oh my God, you just did that! You were able to well, stop I think sound they coming don't, from his they mouth. They don't have that power, but like, they all but that's what him. scares you. They all <laughs> saw him under the mountain melting people's brains. Yeah, he misted an entire boat into red <laughs> dust, and the fact that he has Tamlin gaping like a fish is what it's scares because them. he's another high lord." Like, the fact that he has the balls yeah. to do that to another High Lord in front of other High Lords, it's like, fuck. I like it. Uh, uh, she, I guess move. that's a good point. Yeah. It's good power move. That would make sense. That's I actually a really punch. good explanation, Mal. I tend to make those. Why are you surprised? <laughs> okay, I, I rescind my thing. That's a better flex than a punch. I guess it's the way that it's the way Farah explains it in the moment, though, because she explains it as everyone else in the room realizing how powerful. Well, that's because Farah is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta read between the lines. She can't just read. First of all, she can't just be an unreliable narrator for the entire series. She's stupid. She can't fly. She can. (laughs) She she can. (laughs) We don't believe a word she says. I believe her. I just don't think she knows how to read into situations. She's just like, meh, I guess this is what's happening. The plot twist of this book is that she died under the mountain and all of this is just a dream. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that's the end of chapter 44. So getting into chapter chapter 45, Eris tells more. She dresses like a slut. Nazriel attacks him. Reese tells him enough. Wait! (laughs) Fight! A fight happens. Someone gets punched. Oh, Asriel punches Eris. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. You're team Eris, too. Whatever that means. Asriel cat. No. Whoa. Asriel Eris. Oh, yeah. I think for all the things to set him off, though, the fact that Eris has more dresses like a slut is what does it. I'm sorry. If I were Elaine, I'd be upset. Yeah. Why are you fighting for her? That is not her man. (laughs) Not her man. It is. In my head. Um, He's also my man. Why is he fighting for more? <laughs> and why why is Eris so hot? Eris is pretty, like, ugly hot. I'm sorry. Eris calls me a slut? Okay. I sure fucking am. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Mal's role in this meeting is just, okay, your turn. We're going in the closet? So, let's go into the closet. Which one first? Wait, is it Azriel or are you okay, well, taking care of Eris? Okay, Eris called me a slut first. I take him back. <laughs> he comes back. I'll be like, Azriel, oh my god, can you believe he called me a slut? That really hurt my feelings. <laughs> Azriel would attack Eris. And I'd be like, so, supply closet? You don't want to know what I did to Eris in there. I slapped his ass. Literally. <laughs> 
take a second because I'm pretty sure we started this podcast episode with Mel saying, I don't know how they fuck so much. <laughs> that was the last episode. Oh, my bad. Because I said, I've been getting it too much. I don't know how they keep going like this. That's just so much. Like, two times in a month? Girl, chill. But, like... <laughs> The fact that I'm in one meeting, and I'm like, you, 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 you. <laughs> I can four go all night. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm getting a little hot. <laughs> I'm starting to sweat a little bit up here. <laughs> Woo. Okay. You need a little water. You guys ready to rock and roll? <laughs> So, Azrael. <laughs> yes. Is fighting Eris. Oh, yeah. And Reese is just like, enough. Azrael. Oh, Reese. Enough. <laughs> I mean, I could make him stop whenever I wanted to. I don't really want to. I don't care what he does. And Farah gets up and walks over to to Azriel and just says, "Come, Azriel." And <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> so fair. So kind of important important power play here because Reese's High Lord tells him to stop twice and he doesn't. And then Farah is just like, "Let's go, Batty boy," and he follows her and they go sit back at the table. I don't have a lot of important points here. Like I, the, after that, I just say everyone keeps bickering. The oh, this is kind of important. The Dawn Court has a tinkerer that has figured out an antidote for the Feybane that Hibern is using to stop all of the the Fey's magic. Great. Baron and the Autumn Court refuse to take it. Recess him and his court will. More bickering happens, and I'm with Pharaoh. This meeting's starting to give me a headache. <laughs> Um, yeah, me too. Woo, I'm worn out. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> People are still questioning Reese and his motives, and Baron says, well, what will happen when Hybern starts to win? Will Reese and switch sides and get on his knees for the king? But before he even finishes the thought, Feyre lashes out with her magic, her magic that was supposed to be kept a secret from all of the High Lords. Keep it together, Feyre. Listen, she said, I don't want to keep it a secret. Yeah, and that's how chapter 45 ends. Thank you for joining us for another episode. See you next time, main characters. Meet me in the supply closet. <laughs> <laughs>